Today, you are listening to Think Again Christian, where pop culture and Christian traditions collide with biblical truth. Sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, pastor of Ravensdale Bible Church and superintendent of Rainier Christian Schools, Tony Jamie. Police versus paramedic. I mean, how many times have you heard those two organizations, you know, put together or against each other? Well, I'm not against them. I'm, I'm God bless our policemen and our paramedics. And just yesterday, driving down the road, there was just a terrible accident and the police were out there and there was a boat tossed over. And, you know, how many times do you see a police officer walk in the middle of the street with an anchor, right? And and then you come to the car and you see that the, the whole front side smashed. And, you know, I just, my, my heart starts beating and, uh, you know, I have a car full of kids and just hoping that, you know, we don't see the horrific, you know, of, of, a, of a person in there, you know, greatly injured. And so, you know, we're so blessed here in America to have police and paramedic and they, and really, despite what we think they are on the scene so fast and, and so willing to serve and, and help us. But, but today I want to, I want to look at these two uh, offices and I, and I want to take a look at, at this, uh, this dichotomy between the police and the paramedic. Now, most of us tend to think, and, and, and again, let's be honest, we, we think we know what a policeman does, but we don't. We, we think we know what a paramedic does uh, for a living and, and how it really works. But unless we're related to one and they actually tell us the stories, uh, we really don't. We, we have a very limited view of, of policemen and paramedics. But, but most of us tend to think of the police as, as the instruments of the law, right? The instruments of the law. They, they bring justice, well, the paramedics, they're the, they're the first aid on the scene and, and they come and, and they're the one, the first responders to, to help and to, to heal. Now, again, if, if you're really, really familiar, you realize that the that, that police do both of those things. And, and so, again, that's what makes their job so unique and wonderful. But for, for our discussion, we, we really want to take a look at those, those, uh, you know, preconceived, uh, you know, ideas and, and so, or the stereotypes of, policemen versus, versus paramedics. And so the idea goes this way. It's, you know, when, when policemen arrive at the scene, they're, they're, their main duty is to maintain order, right? You know, they, they, they put the cones out, the flyers, you know, make sure the traffic gets going. Um, they're, they're a major part of making sure that, that an accurate report is made of the accident, right? And insurance purposes and, you know, may, maybe there's going to be some legal ramifications to the accident accident. We, we don't want street justice occurring at an intersection across town, right? Two people ram into each other. Somebody's going to be upset. But basically, the police report is going to take a testimony uh, from every witness of the scene. And in essence, the report is, um, is, is going to be used as, as the official, uh, truthful report. And although final judgment is not made at the scene, the, the report is a major factor. And the presupposition of the report is that someone is wrong and we're going to find out who that is. Now, with that being said, the police officers try to take the reports without being prejudiced or biased. And, and, and this tends to create maybe a, a cold or callous type of, of interaction with, with, the, with the victims. Kind of like the, the Joe Friday, just the facts, ma'am. Right. Just, just, just give me the facts. I, I don't want to hear the whole story. I don't, you know, want to hear about going to visit Aunt Maud and now you're going to be late. Just, just give me the facts. 
Well, when the paramedic arrives at the scene, their main duty is, is to bring aid to the afflicted. They don't care who's at fault. That, that's not their issue. Their main concern is, is who is hurt the worst and, and to tend to the victims in that order. Because of the nature of their function, they tend to be just gentle and kind and, 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 and comforting. I mean, that, that's their main duty. That's their main responsibility. Now, as a traveling salesman for, for years and, and driving around, I, I very unfortunately was eyewitnessed to four major accidents on the freeway. And, and, and one of them was, you know, it was almost like a TV scene where cars were crashing and spinning in front of me and there was a fire. And, and unfortunately, uh, you know, a couple people um, lost their lives in that accident. And it was scary. It was frightening one to, to not get in the accident and then just getting out of the car and being the first person to try to open a door and you can't open the door. And, and there's somebody sitting there and there's, they're bloody and you don't know if they're okay and they're not moving. That's frightening. And so, you know, I, I, I understand that concept of being able to, to, to just be there and just wanting to help. You know, as, as, as a superintendent at Rainier Christian Schools, uh, one, one of the... One of the things that happens every single day is, is kids are, are going to be in conflict with one another. There's going to be problems. Now, you know, we, we, we have schools from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade. And so that, that can vary from, from, you know, Susie taking, you know, some other girl's little ribbon and, you know, not sharing to, to drugs. You know, and we, we've, we've, you know, we've had some of those situations where, you know, we had to deal with with kids getting caught with things on campus. And, and so how do you handle that? You know, how do you handle this, 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 just this wreckage of sin that, that collides and two kids are involved and, you know, maybe there's a fight and, you know, somebody's got a, a bloody nose. Do you, do you come on that scene as a policeman looking to see who's at fault? Um, looking to get control. And usually that has more of that, that force and, uh, or are you coming to to bring healing to to bring restoration? Well, fortunately, we we have the the awesome role and responsibility and privilege to to be both to do both, and, and that's hard. It's really hard, and and it's hard because you know most of us are are geared one way or the other. I mean, we really are. You know, we we have spiritual gifts, and we have a way about us and part of that is our, our sin nature. Uh, I'm just not that way. I'm not patient. Sorry. God says you need to be patient, right? First Corinthians 13. What is love? Love is patient. Love is kind, but yet it's still a struggle. It's still something that we, we, we battle with. And so when there's an altercation on a campus and, and you have this, uh, educator's mentality, and an, edu- and an educator really, really likes rules. I don't, I don't know if you knew that, Mark, uh, but but uh, you know they like rules. They they like regulations. They like policies. They uh, they like the list, and let's keep the list, and let's obey the list, and um, and that's a good thing. That that that's a great thing. But sometimes we get a little short sighted, and, and we tend to maybe not be as gentle in the process. And so the question is, and as we want to you know think again. The first question is, as you were listening to this little illustration, and, and you know, as I'm talking, well, what kind of Christian are you? Are you a policeman or a paramedic? When your when your relative comes to you and says, "My marriage is falling apart," 
my marriage is falling apart, and this is why. My, my husband did you know, X, Y, Z. At the core of your being, who comes out? The policeman or the paramedic? And it's interesting because, you know, one of the things that, that I get to do as a pastor is I get to do a lot of biblical counseling. I get to do a lot of, of marriage counseling. And it's interesting to see how different fam, extended family members respond to these situations. And they come in and they come in with this desire to be uh, help. And they come in with the desire to be, you know, biblical. And yet it's, you can get two completely different conversations. You know, you should divorce him. You should leave him. You should take all his money. You should take the kids. You should move out of state. You know, he committed adultery. The Bible says, you know, you, 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 you have an out for that. Boom. Policeman, law, rule, judgment, guilt, justice, done. Or, well, is there a way we can restore this marriage? Is there a way we can, we can fix this? Is there a way we can reach out to him? Is there a way that we can get repentance and, and it's an amazing thing to me, and it's a very sad thing to me, to see believers struggling in this area when so many times they don't have that confidence that Jesus can actually fix this problem. As Christians, by definition, we're supposed to be the ones that that embrace this process of restoration. One of my favorite shows was Extreme Home Makeover. I don't know if you remember that show. And they would come in, the, sh- the house was torn apart and, you know, terrible. And they would come in and just bulldoze the thing and, and build a brand new, gorgeous house. Well, guess what? Jesus is in the makeover business. That's what he does. That, that's what Christianity is. It's that process of taking something that's 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 been in a in a wreck. It's been in a wreck, and, and yet God has the ability to make it new. One of my favorite biblical terms, John three, born again. I don't know if we you know we we just got mad at the hippie Christians right, and so we don't like to use that term anymore. But what a that's the perfect term. What kind of Christian are you? I'm Methodist. I'm Lutheran. I'm you know denomination xyz no i'm a born again christian i am dead to my former self i am dead to my former sin and i'm alive in christ i've been born new a new creation a new creature what a beautiful picture and illustration and so when we have issues which we will are you a policeman or a paramedic which, which angle do you come from? Now, you may get this idea that, oh, whoa, wait a minute. You kind of sound maybe a little negative towards police. No, absolutely not. In fact, the, the, the beauty of studying all the Bible, which, which I do, I don't just only read the New Testament. I read from page one to, to the last page. And I've been spending the last four years studying the Old Testament at our church and preaching through it. You know, it's amazing how complete the Bible is and how balanced the Bible is from beginning to end. God is the most amazing, gracious, forgiving, merciful, compassionate, long-suffering. I love that definition for patience. Patience is long-suffering. You will suffer long, right? (laughs) That's what patience is. That's who God is. But he is a God of justice, 
Read the Old Testament. He is a God of judgment. There is a consequence for disobedience. There will be a punishment for the crime. Read through the book of Judges and you will see that Israel, because of its sin, because of its disobedience, will receive a spiritual spanking. And they do. But all of that is in the hope and all of that is in the process of restoring the relationship with God. God wants to dwell with his people. And so the police, in the process of of figuring out who's right and who's wrong and gathering the facts, that is a part of the biblical process. That is a part of of the perfect balance. You know what we used to call imbalance in, in Christian beliefs? We used to call that heresy. Now we just say, you believe what you want to believe. We need to be careful with some of this stuff. See, there, there, there's a heaven and a hell. And so because of that, we need to teach both sides. And we'll get back to that in just a few moments. The heart of Tony Jamie, director of Rainier Christian Schools. And if you like what you're hearing and some of his passion for education, uh, some truth, a lot of grace, it sounds like today, as we look at the subject of police and paramedic, what kind of Christian are you? Uh, what kind of school is Rainier Christian School and where can they find your locations, Tony? Well, we serve the South King County area, primarily in the Auburn, Kent, uh, Maple Valley, Renton, and Covington areas. But, you know, when you say what kind of school are we, I, I honestly hope that, that we're a balance of both. Because we do have to have law and order and rules, and we do need to hold people accountable. Um, but we need to do that in a loving way. And there's a goal, and our goal is to restore. Our goal is to, to renew, and so... Uh, It is our desire that through the process of discipline, which is a great process, that we get a chance to bring people to Christ. And so we do that on a daily basis. Back with more of Think Again Christian with Tony Jamie in just a moment. Since their small beginnings in 1963, the ministry of Rainier Christian Schools has been dedicated to educating and developing each of their students for the glory of God. And it's more than just a school. Rainier Christian Schools is actually an entire school district consisting of five schools in Kent, Auburn, Covington, Renton, and Maple Valley. The Christ-centered environment weaves God's truth through everything they do, from top-notch academics all the way through their competitive sports programs. Learn more at RainierCSD.org or call 425-255-7273. That's 425-255-7273. Rainier Christian Schools. Welcome back. You're listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, Tony Jamie. When I think about biblical balance... It's really one of those things that, that made me think of the concept of think again, Christian. As I went off to seminary, uh, one of my main goals was to, to find the answers to all those things, right? Charismatic versus non-charismatic. End times. When's Jesus coming back? Arminian versus Calvinism. I was going to go back to seminary, and the only reason why I didn't have a final concluding answer to those things, I just hadn't studied it enough. So I spent four years in, in a great seminary. We studied it. And you know what I found out? Wow. Uh, there's a lot more to it than I thought. And I probably have more, more questions now. But, but I have this biblical confidence of biblical balance. And, and one of those areas is the police versus the paramedic. And, and 
I really, biblically, as I was thinking about this and meditating upon this, this concept of, well, who are you? Who am I? Am I, am I more like the, the, the one who wants to come and uncover and reveal sin and administer law? Or is my goal to administer grace and mercy? And so one of the passages that, that I looked at was Matthew 18. And when Matthew 18 was first presented to me, it was titled uh, Church Discipline. Church discipline. Now, some of you are familiar with the concept of church discipline, that if a brother sins, uh, another brother comes to to him and, and, you know, confronts him on that sin. And the goal is that he would repent. And if he doesn't listen, then he would bring another elder brother with him and they would confront him and hopefully he would repent. And then if that still didn't happen, then, you know, they'd be presented to the whole church. And if there's still not repentance, then, you know, we're, we're left to no other conclusion but to remove you from the church. And so this passage then is, whoa, so people can be kicked out of church? Whoa, that's, that's, that seems harsh. Well, that would be harsh. Um, and that would be an interesting concept if, if you stopped reading there, right? But we're, we're called to be, you know, read the whole Bible, the, the whole thing. And this is why just reading one verse or a passage or, or, or a chapter is very, very dangerous. You know, you, you know I always recommend to people read the entire book. You know, sit down and read the whole book of Matthew. Um, one of the things that I always try to do is just read through and you get the context. That's what I, every Sunday when I prepare for my sermon, and usually I'm preaching on, on one chapter, I'll start reading, uh, you know, the whole book and sometimes the, the book before that to get, to get that context. But in Matthew 18, when, when you keep reading further on, and I, and I just close my eyes and I picture the scene, and there's some guy in the back row, and, and, and he just kind of raises his hand and goes, um... Well, you know, what about forgiveness? You know, where's that play into this? You know, we just just kick them all out, right? I mean, if that were the case, you know, there would be no churches, right? Because we all have sin, and and so you know, it's there is that then process of well, there is forgiveness, and the question is, well, how many times do I forgive? I mean, you know how many times, you know, my my wife has has caused me irritation. So how many times? Well, I'm going to keep count. I'm going to keep track of this, right? And Jesus in his, you know, typical way says 70 times seven. So now, you know, you have, a, again, a, maybe a theological discussion. So either you have 490 opportunities to sin and forgive, and at 491, then you don't have to forgive anymore. Or it's kind of that ridiculous concept of, hey, keep on trucking. Your goal, your role is to keep on forgiving. Right? Now, remember, none of us are God. So first of all, we're not the judge, and we're, we're not the one who executes final judgment. So, again, in this illustration of police and paramedic, aren't we all supposed to be in the process of, of healing? And, and maybe we're in the process of bringing about facts and, and revealing and uncovering sin so that we can heal. But our goal is restoration. And so when you read that passage in full, the goal is not, church discipline. Now that may take place, but the goal then is to win that person back for Christ. In fact, in that passage, it says, we'll treat them like a non-believer. What does does the Bible tell us uh, how to treat non-believers? Like garbage? No, we're we're supposed to evangelize to them. We're supposed to love thy neighbor. We're supposed to treat them as ourself. So that means we, we don't break relationship. We, I would argue we, we would reach out and love them even more. It's just not as a brother in Christ. You know, let's be honest. You don't really follow Jesus, so I still love you. 
and I'm going to try to bring you back, but I'm going to come from a different perspective, right? And so, again, this concept then becomes a, a restoration process. When we go to this accident, where we're really trying to fix it, right? We're trying to fix the problem. We're trying to get people along their way and, and, and to be able to move forward. And so, when you think about this, how do you describe yourself? I mean, when, when, when your child is disobedient, or, or, I mean, are you really pumped and excited about punishing them? I mean, you know what? I've I just been waiting to get to this guy. You know, just been waiting. You know, you're just in the other room, just kind of, you know, getting your, 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 your strap ready. Um, are you just driven kind of like, you know, in, in the movie Les Mis, you're, you're driven by justice. You need justice so much. You would rather die yourself than to give somebody forgiveness because you just so love justice. So love right and wrong. Now, again, none of us want justice. Close your eyes and just think about that. Do I really want justice? You know you better than anybody. Do you want to be judged on your thoughts? Do you want to be judged on your actions from day one to now? I know I don't. So you know what? I'm going to call on that, that Jesus grace card. I'm going to call on that. I don't, I don't, want, any, I don't want any part of justice. I don't want any part of you judging my life um, because I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall because in light of God, in light of his word, I can't meet up. How would you describe yourself? Are, are, are you somebody who's looking, who's desiring to forgive seven times 70? Or forgiveness isn't even part of your vocabulary. It's not even, it's, it's not even a desire. It's not even a goal. Now, have you ever tried to have a goal of just forgiving? It's not that easy, actually. You know why? Because we, we, we want justice. We do, even in our marriage relationships. Are you patient in this process? Uh, to my shame, it's amazing how patient I can be with people, you know, at, at school, you know, in ministry, and come home and be so short-fused with, with the people I say I love the most, my children, my wife. How can I be so trained and so skilled at being patient over here and then yet not so patient on this end? Are you sensitive when issues come up, when there's trials, when there's uh, even in sin, especially in sin? Are you sensitive to that? It's one of the most difficult things uh, that, that I have to deal with is, is, you know, when my wife and I are in conflict and I can take a look at both of us and say, Wow, okay, she might be totally wrong, but I'm being an insensitive jerk. That's not going to win any, anybody over. Uh, I'm going in there like a cop, right? You're wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. Here are the facts. Here are the proofs. Let me lay it out there for you. Any of you guys that are married, how well does that work? That doesn't work at all. That's the opposite way to go. If you came in as a paramedic, hey, l- let, me, let me heal this. Let me Let me... Let me minister to you. Let me comfort you. Let me administer grace and mercy. That wins every time. And who are you modeling most when you do that? When you model grace and mercy, you are modeling, you are most like Jesus Christ. And then are you, are you by definition, are, are, are you emotionally driven or, or, or are you just fact driven? You're, you're, you're more like a robot. Than, than a human being. 
this is why people struggle with Christianity. They don't struggle with Jesus. Who, who doesn't like Jesus? I mean, really, when, when you really talk about what Jesus, everybody likes Jesus. This is one of the bigger problems we have is all these different religions say, well, all the different beliefs we don't like, but we like the Jesus part. So we'll take Jesus and add our own stuff. But we like Jesus. We don't like you. I mean, that's what your neighbor wants to say. I like Jesus. I just don't like you. You're you're not nice. And so when we look at this, this illustration of are you a policeman or a paramedic, it, it goes to the heart of, of biblical balance, biblical balance of saying, look, there is a time, there is a time where we need to administer the rod. There is. You know, I, I deal with, with sin all the time. I have a husband and a wife, and they're in a marriage uh, you know, situation. I need to look at somebody in the eyes and say, listen, you can't keep doing this. This is wrong. You know, these are the facts, and, and you're wrong. But I can do that in a gentle way. You know, at Rainier Christian Schools, we deal with this all the time on the playground. And so I want you to think about this. I want you to think about you. I want you to ask yourself, who am I? And then I want to see how that applies to your life. So the next time you're at the scene of a, of a life accident, ask yourself, what's my function here? What's appropriate for this situation? You know what, as an administrator, you know, I'm probably going to be the one that's going to say, you get five days of suspension, right? That, that, that's, that falls upon me. But I can be gentle and sensitive in that, and I can also use my teachers and my principals to say, and then you guys administer that love. When they come back to school, you be there to welcome them with loving, open arms. And remember, there is no good or bad guy here. Both responders are essential, both responders are valuable, and both responders are necessary. Think again. God bless you. You've been listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools and Tony Jamie. Rainier Christian Schools serves preschool through high school in the Renton, Maple Valley, Covington, Kent, Auburn areas. For more information about Rainier Christian Schools, go to RainierCSD.org or call 425-255-7374.